You're now tuned into the Fully Booked Podcast with Mace, French and Pox. Enjoy the listen. Where to go? Tell me where to go. So 45, breathe down the front. And he mentions a breathing practice on 167. Did either one of you try and do this breathing practice at all? Yeah, I did. How did you feel? I felt better, but we've done it before. We had our um, guest on, I think maybe when we had... Um, uh, when we had... Um, Daryl Blake Darryl. the first time. I remember he kind of mentioned that as well. So yeah. I did actually, yeah. And I felt... I, I did feel like the kind of I didn't feel because I, I from memory I think he mentions about you maybe I'm wrong about what you getting more energy but just like um, it almost I just felt like I had more oxygen in me not like an abundance of energy and stuff like that. There's mm. more I mean, more energy more more oxygen rotating or you could feel it yeah. a bit more. Yeah. What was you gonna say, mate? Uh, um, please, sorry. Yeah, no, um, no, I think you've just said it really, truth be told. But I mean, I don't want to say that's a part of yoga, but again, obviously, that's a part of meditation um, as to mm. the breathing in deeply and all that type of stuff. But some of it, some of it, I don't want to say common sense because I mean, um, um, it not degrades it, but undermines, I think, what I'm going to say in some shape or form. But the more, obviously, oxygen, oxygen you breathe into your body, the more um, efficient your body is going to work, if that makes any sense. So, obviously, I understand the thought of breathing in deeply in relation to, I think he's talked about sex, doesn't he? Or anyway. Yeah, so I understand. Yeah, what, what I was referring to earlier, because as I said, he comes from a tantric background. So a lot of it is to do with breathing and circulating the energy. So that's that's what he's referring to. And the practice that he does, he does mention on page 167, I actually, I actually tried it whilst I was reading. And um, mm. I was reading the book. As I, as I was doing it, I was reading, I was taking notes and everything. So that was, that was I found it really, I'm not going to say it was mad beneficial, like I was um, totally on a on a high, so to speak, but similar to yourself, Mace, I think at the time, it just makes you more aware of the circuitry inside because you're made to uh, take a deep breath down, down to your stomach, down to your genitals, hold it and you have to visualize it and you, you're actually consciously thinking about breathing so you do feel different and you do may you may experience a heightened state especially when you're doing things like meditation where they give you different breathing techniques to do and and um i guess tap into another part of you or inner self but yeah i think that's interesting if you've done it go check it out it's on page one six seven Ejaculating up the spine. Oh, sorry, I got one or two. Um, one or two bits <laughs> okay, All right, yeah, my bad. Go ahead. <clears throat> no, that's cool. Um, I'll just read obviously the passage, and obviously I'll go into my notes. So it says, also, when you get nervous, um, your stomach tightens. When you are saddened, um, a lump forms in your throat. When you're threatened, your solar plexus feels squeezy. When you think hard, your forehead wrinkles. When you consider the future, your jaw, you tense your jaw. Um, it goes on to say, um. When some people walk into a room, obviously you feel their energy. Um, that's like for me, obviously, I don't know if you've read the Celestine Prophecy, but that's kind of like talk in and, a, in and amongst that kind of realm as to um, different energies, if that makes any sense. It talks about 
breath a lot, obviously, in this part. Um, I think, obviously, I'll go on to say, obviously, use your gift, your breath to open other people's knots of tension, um, as you would, obviously, your own, obviously, if you're, you're practicing meditation. A problem shared is a problem halved, or relating to, obviously, a relationship, building stronger bonds and, obviously, filling her with love. If that makes sense, anyway. Essentially, just kind of, like, supporting other people. Mm-hmm. with your presence yeah yeah you can do it without without them knowing as well things of that nature yeah cool was there anything else you wanted to no, add no nothing else no what about you miss <laughs> no not for myself cool uh 46 ejaculate up the spine <clears throat> to realize the full potential of sex the full potential of sex you must learn how to recondition your body and re- your nervous system. You must learn how to inhabit, how to inhabitualize the mechanics of your ejaculation, convert your orgasm into a massive profusion of energy, which deepens, not ends, the lovemaking session. That's on one seven one. He gives steps. Um, how much energy will you put into learning how to have a full body orgasm? as he's explained to how to in the book. Yeah, this just sounds a bit mad, if I'm honest. Yeah, I wrote one thing from this. It was that... <laughs> yeah, it wasn't mad. I don't think what I wrote was mad. I said um, what I took from it was that we have poor practices, obviously, from our early years, yeah, and yeah. we need to unlearn some of them um, mm. and practice making love, because I know he talks about... Well, I can't remember what he talks about specifically, but they're the notes I made. But as to... What, what, what did you say was the last thing you said in French? Um, improve, improve our orgasm yeah to have a full body orgasm like would you would you put the energy to learn how to have a full body orgasm because obviously you know how we have an orgasm now but there's in the tantric world or yeah in the tantric world there's such a thing called a full body orgasm similar to what women have but obviously we can't have an orgasm like a woman so it's a bit different I was gonna say something funny there. You you would really be depleted, but I mean, like, um, my thoughts are is that I'm no, it's up. the opposite, really, because it's going around. It's going around their body, so they're not being depleted. They're being energized, essentially. Okay, cool. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, I guess my thoughts are is that I'm open to listening to everything, but in regards to like, I'm for yoga and meditation or that type of stuff, <laughs> but I'm not too sure. I'm I don't know if this comes across selfish, but I'm not too sure. I'm fully invested into learning how myself to fully have an orgasm, like around my body. Him, Ruff. <laughs> sex. I don't want to be getting, you know, instruction number seven. Do your thrust pelvic in this quadrant. Nothing. Like it works now. <laughs> I've never had problems. Ain't <laughs> broken. Don't fix it, boy. Yeah, because some of the stuff that you're talking about in terms of your pelvic point it down and up. <laughs> I'll tell you, you know what? I'll tell you, I'll read it. I read, I read that out. So he says, there's a specific exercise you can form throughout sex and also during approach to orgasm. To practice exercise, you must learn to consciously, consciously contract the muscles of the floor of your pelvis. It feels like you're trying to stop yourself going to the bathroom. And you've got to do that 15 to 20 reps four times, four to five, four to five times daily. That's just like part of the exercise to get you for, like basically ready to know how to yeah, 
I'm not, I'm no expert in it, so I couldn't, I couldn't really give you too much more detail. But yeah, yeah that's it. You got, you got when you're taking your breath in and down your front, you got to squeeze, and it's technical. It's technical. And what is this to make you go longer, or is it to experience a full body orgasm? Just out of interest. Well, essentially both. You're, if you're going, if you're not, if you're not, because we. We release, so if we're not releasing and it's going all around us, then you're gonna go longer. You remember that joke about Sting that he can have sex for how many hours? Because it's because of that, it's through tantric sex, and this is what he's essentially talking about. So what I was thinking about, and I'm not even trying to be funny here, but like, actually, I don't want to put this on myself, but obviously, <clears throat> I'm sure that I'm sure there are women out there who can testify or will say that having sex for too long is not really, it's not really it, if that makes any sense. Mm. Depends on your partner though, isn't it? Depends. Okay. They I guess so. Different. But, um, so I'm guessing not much energy will be put into learning how to have a full body orgasm as a consensus. I'm not really going to go out there looking for it, but I mean... <laughs> <laughs> This was the point where I was beginning to say, I see, I don't know, this is where I go, you know, well, let me drop one of Mason's lines. Um, I'll just say with the book review, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was beginning to doze, not doze off, but like I was in and out now at this point. Mm. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to take on board, um, especially if you're in the process of having sex, and as you said, mate, it's like, all right, cool. Part seven, <laughs> chapter B, like, I need to put my hip to the left now and just give a stroke slightly to a 90-degree angle. Like, it's, yes, it's, it's, it is a lot to do it, so it can take out the fun of just being intimate with your partner. So. Mm -hmm. can, like, can we live? Can we be in the moment? <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah. I'm not knocking it. I'm just. I mean, I'm yeah, a... no, it depends how far you want to go and how far you want to take it. Whatever, whatever floats your boat. So when you when you're having sex, it's one of one of the one times in in like your day, your week, your month, your year, your life when you're not following an instruction manual. You're just relieving your stress and natural. I don't want no one to step five steps. I jack it up the spine, round the body, come down the hip, pelvic. Nah, just drop me out, boy. In fact, you know what? I want to add something to that because I'm now beginning to remember some of the stuff in the chapter. So mm. as to um, we need to unlearn some of the things, I think mm. it talks about masturbation. As yeah, to, that's right, yeah. As to um, our, almost our introduction into sex. And essentially, obviously, when, when you masturbate, obviously you're trying to release as soon as possible. And I think that's what lends itself to um, wanting to go for longer and to have obviously a full body um, orgasm. So I understood some of the references as to unlearning things. Um, but I'm unsure how invested I am as to some of the stuff that he was talking about. Mm. Yeah, no, it's all a personal, personal journey, isn't it? Yeah, and I guess obviously when you do get older, um, I don't know. Yeah, just like anything, you you do things different. I mean, we're not having we're not, none, none of us. I don't know where I say I see you. I, mean, I know some of us. I know I'm not having sex the same way we're having it when we were. I don't know, in our early teens or 16, 17 or what have you. Yeah, of course not. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. We're not naive or ignorant. Mm. 
Yeah. It's all a process. I don't know, 10 years down the line, you may be saying something different. You'll be like, you know what? Well said. It's all about these full body orgasms. Yeah, I might be moving like out. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's all it's all part of our own individual journey. So I just have just having that awareness that there is a possibility of it being there is is step in the right direction, so to speak. But part eight, men and women's yoga, yoga of intimacy, 47. Take into account the primary asymmetry. When you are absorbed in your mission, you often forget entirely about your intimacy. For your woman, the intimacy is at the core of her life and colors everything else she does. This is the primary asymmetry. For most men, their woman is replaceable. Harsh, but true. If you are like most men, you know deep down that if you're willing to lose your present woman, you would deeply grieve, but you would eventually find another. And that's on page 179. Do you agree? Sorry, I don't know why I switched up. The question was, do I agree as to... For most men, their women is replaceable. Do you want me to finish the rest of the sentence? No, I don't agree with that in general. I don't like replace. Um, All right, so let me finish it off because maybe it might give you more context. For most men, their women is replaceable. Harsh but true. If you are like most men, you know deep down that if you were to lose your present woman, you would deeply grieve, but you would eventually find another. And that's on page 179. I changed my mind. I do believe they are, but I just don't like the... Um, um, I don't. I don't like the idea of it. Maybe. I mean, I like to believe. Obviously, when you fall in love, deeply in love. Mm. Again, I'm speaking ideal terms, really, which doesn't. We don't live in the ideal world, if, if I'm being honest. Um, yeah, I'm beginning to ramble here because I, 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 I want to agree with my ideals, but I mean, we don't live in an <laughs> ideal world. Um, yeah, I'm going to say I think everyone is replaceable in some way, shape, or form. Oh, what do you um, yeah, same. I think. It's the same when if sometimes women they lose the father of their children, they've got two young kids and they lose the father, maybe an accident, they'll they'll get remarried as well, or they'll they'll find someone else. Same thing, everyone's replaceable. I said it earlier as well. There's not one person in the world out of everyone, it's more, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. cool. If your woman has rejected her own feminine core then she will struggle against her inherent heart condition with you. She will try to identify her masculine side, attempting to deprioritize you and your relationship. She will think that she must live her own life and put, her, and put more energy into her own career, for instance. Um, would you not encourage your, your partners to have her own life anyway? 100%. Because from my experience, if you're other half doesn't have their own life, then they become a little bit more dependent on you, your life. And in a relationship, it's important to, to be together, obviously, and, and have, um, you know, maybe common hobbies or habits or just enjoy each other's company. But at the same time, if you're going to, if you're living with someone day in, day out, um, you actually, unless you're individually doing new tasks or seeing or meeting up with different people, run out of new things to share, experiences to talk about, all that kind of stuff. So 100% you need to, you would encourage your other half to, whether even if it take up a, a course or take up a hobby or a habit, all of that kind of stuff. 
it's for the benefit and health of your relationship. Well, myself, um, yeah, I think independence is is important in a relationship. I think if you, I think if one person is living under another person, then I think gradually, or at some point, I mean, there'll be there will definitely be some form of some form of tension um, in the relationship. But I mean, just reading one or two bits and pieces I came across it says independence is important in a relationship, as I just said, but you must not deny your woman's feminine essence, and it kind of like. I know, I know we keep speaking about different time periods and stuff like that. And again, obviously, this is something which is in the book. Our culture has become so anti-feminine that women are, try to, women are trying to deny their feminine core desires and adopt masculine ways of dedication to their mission. And, I mean, these are things that have happened, obviously, with time, I think, due to the fact that women have had to become, obviously, more, more independent, which is not a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. Um, but again, obviously, speaking to um, your question or just in addition to it, like a man and a woman must, for me anyway, a man and a woman must obviously support each other um, with their prize or see in a relationship. I think that's how you're both going to serve each other in some way, shape or form. I mean, all relationships are different in my opinion, but as to a symmetry, which what he's talking about, I kind of agree with it. I think supporting each other, as I said before, I believe, I mean, the right partner can elevate you or certainly can take you to another height. Yeah, no, definitely. I agree. By denying their feminine essence, such women are predisposing themselves to emptiness of heart, depression, and bodily symptoms of disease. You must not deny your woman's feminine essence by feeling or saying to her, your whole life seems to revolve around our relationship. That's not healthy. You should have your own life, your direction, your own career and friends. Stop complaining about our intimate problems and get a life. And that's on page 180. Does that sound familiar to anyone? I've heard those things before. Not kind of yeah. my mouth, but I've heard them before. I've heard them before too. My hair is good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> good for your hearing. <laughs> Anyone want to expand or leave it there? <laughs> um, and, you know, we've been quite critical of, of Dida. You know what I mean? As Mason calls him, Dida. All right? <laughs> and... He has said some things in there that have made me think as to, I've not said those things, but the things that you sometimes, or the things that sometimes come in your mouth. And it's true. We are wired a little bit different as to our needs and our cause and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I, I've kind of like got, found myself at a dead end really. But mm. yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's made me think as to, you know, just be very mindful of the things you say. I mean, because like, I think there's nothing wrong with wanting to be a lot closer to your partner. I know men sometimes are, might not be quite the same, but I don't know, just, just to be a bit more mindful. Mm. No, good point, great point. The desire for intimate loving as central to your woman's life is as the mission towards freedom, financial, psych psychological and spiritual is to yours. If you want her to honor and support you in your quest for freedom, you must honor and support her in her love of loving. Her devotion to you has a lot to teach you. And that's on page 181. I think that was a really, really good point to take, take on board. Some men, some men feel guilty for not being as into the relationship. This is natural. Have you been on an, honest enough to admit this to a partner before? If you did feel like that. Not being into a relationship? Yeah. 
might say something stupid before. I don't think I'll say it right here, but um, yeah, yeah, I said something stupid. That was probably the, one of the last times I heard from her, if I'm honest. But I mean, um, yeah, I said something stupid, real stupid, and it probably came as a shock to the person actually that I said that, considering the person felt a certain way. And I just got cut off. Mind you, I was really young when I said this as well, and I just got cut off. So, yeah, I've said stupid things before. What about yourself, Mace? Have you been honest enough to admit that or say to a partner that you're not quite into the relationship as she may be? Yeah, I think I might have said it maybe once, whereas there's been other times where not that I've found a, like there's been other times that actually that that's a that's because of and then I've actually said what the root problem is if that makes sense and then because of that root problem I'm not into the relationship does that make sense yeah. one time where it was just like you haven't actually done anything wrong but actually I'm just not feeling it like that mm. yeah it's a difficult conversation to have you know yeah no definitely very difficult, especially like if you know they're a good person, haven't done you wrong, and actually ended up getting back with that person. Obviously, we're not together now, but mm-hmm. like I think maybe about seven or eight months later. Cool. Your woman could be a corporate executive, and you could be a house. It could be a house husband. That's fine as long as you are living your highest purpose. Her life is devoted to love. Honor this primary symmetry in yourself and your woman. And that's on page 182. I'm going to move on to 48 before I do. Is there anything mm. else you want to add? Yeah, well, there's a couple of things. And um, obviously, I know sometimes, obviously, when we write, I know sometimes we forget uh, where those thoughts come come from. So kind of like bear with me. So um, to you, as in men, um, intimacy is something to be in, enjoyed in addition to mm. your purpose. To your woman, intimacy is at the core of her life. All right, and these are, these are things that I said. I think sometimes we forget that, or something we forget, and women will tell you that they also enjoy like having casual sex as well. And mm. I think that's too black and white as to men like enjoy having sex in addition to going to work, like, let's say, for example. And for women, it's at the core of what to wear that to say what he said um, to women, to your woman, intimacy is at the core of her life. And in some essence, I kind of agree with that in reference to. Uh, yeah, I understand what he's saying, but it, for me, like, it's a bit black and white. I mean, and this is, these are some of the reasons why I think you're hearing more voices, if I'm honest, as to, I think sometimes we have pictures as to what women want or what women need, whereas I don't think it's our place to be telling women what they want or what they need. If they want to have casual sex or they feel this way about their sexuality, then they're entitled to express themselves in that way. I agree. I understand your point. I think it's more he's, he's referring to the essence of a woman like um, an archetype of a woman is to place intimacy at the forefront that's again to sit beside with what you're saying that's not to say that women can't have kind of casual sex and they don't have like they do they obviously do but I'm just thinking I'm just more from the from, from what I've read and the perspective that I think he's coming at and it tends to be a lot is black and white. It is like this and that, but it's not literally that all women, like that's their main, main focus. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'll kind of add to that because there's something else you brought. I don't know. So like he says, for you, intimacy is um, one aspect of life, mm. right? 
when absorbed in your mission, you often forget about your intimacy. I, I see that. I understand that. That, that. that kind of like happens. That does happen. For women, in the, in the intimacy is at the core of her life and colours everything else she does. This is the primary asymmetry. But this, sorry, this is the primary asymmetry, intimacy. My notes, I understand everything he's written, just as you said, and mm. I agree with it in part, but I disagree with the text if that makes any sense. And I feel that like love should be at the core. Me, for me personally, I feel love should be at the core of everything you do. Mm. Just, just my thoughts anyway. But this just, this just might be me. What's the discrepancy? Um, I guess we almost forget what the discrepancy was, really. But I mean, like, okay, would you say, would you say for yourself, um, intimacy? Sorry, um, to you, intimacy is something you enjoy. In it, sorry, is intimacy something you do in addition to your purpose? Yeah. Okay, maybe 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 I'm just talking about myself then. Um, no, I wouldn't. Yeah, because I wouldn't say is that the I, I wouldn't say is in, in addition to my purpose. And the reason why I say that is actually as to what I wrote at the very end, actually, in that I feel love is at the core of everything that I do, or certainly would like to do. Sorry, I get I get what you're saying, but would you say love and intimacy are two different things? Okay. Yes, in regards to what you just said there, the way you the way you ask the question, but I don't I don't necessarily believe they are. They almost go hand in hand in some way, shape, or form. Are you intimate with everything and everyone that you love? This guy is being <laughs> you think you slick, huh? No, um <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, okay. So would you then say that they're two different things? Yeah, I would say they're two different things. Okay, so but both points is invalid. Let's move on. <laughs> well played, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Did there anything else that you want to add, Dopey? No, there's nothing more. All right, cool. So, 48, you are responsible for the growth in intimacy. Your main gift in intimacy is to guide her moment by moment out of her moods and into the openness of loving, and then day by day to guide her life into greater degrees of divine love, even beyond the relationship, so that her life becomes primarily communion, gifting, and celebration. If you cannot offer your woman such guidance, what can you offer her? Why is she with you? And that's on page 184. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was um, interesting yeah. to read. I haven't got any any particular questions to, to go with it, so if it's yeah. Anything that may have resonated with you or anything that else that you wanted to before we move on? Um, as in move next chapter? Yeah. Right, I actually thought, remember I said that within the book, there's certain chapters that actually, because they, they resonate with me at one at a current or previous point in life that, that I could see what you're saying. This was one of them. I actually think this is one of his best chapters, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Because I like what when he talks about things like... um. um Oh shit, he says stuff along the lines of about like you can control, you can essentially control the mood or the temperament of the relationship and then your woman can control how kind of sexual like the relationship is in terms of like the attractiveness and to get you to a point where you can have sex. And I, fa- I found that to be true, do you know what I'm saying, in, in the past. As I said, if it was reading this as someone who 
hasn't experienced these things, I might say, what the hell are you going on about? Because I know I've experienced this. That's why this chapter quite resonated, resonated quite, quite a lot. And even when he says something along the lines of, if your woman's stressed, or maybe she, she needs to help her discover her purpose, new hobby. Do you, when your woman's upset, do you give her a chance to chill out? Or are you always on to her like, are you right, are you right, are you right? And just because of these, these things that have happened to me, this fully, this chapter fully resonated with me, like fully like, this man said the nail on the head for me, because as I said, everyone's experience different. Might be people who have had two, three real long term issues and this has never occurred to them. But mm. for me, this is one of the best chapters of the, of the whole book, just because I could take something from all of it. And what he was saying was, I've like, wow, like, I've seen, I've witnessed that. Now I know how to better deal with this issue when it comes up. Now I understand why this happens. It was really, really good, that chapter. Or that part, yeah, that chapter of that part. Mm-hmm. Hey, did you want to add? No, not really. I mean, what I was going to say in addition to what Mason said, by this part of the book, um, I began to enjoy a lot more. I felt that, again, kind of similar to Mason. Um, I don't know, I just, I don't know, I felt he finished the book strong, or relatively strong anyway. Mm-hmm. Cool. So moving on. 49, insist on practice and growth. You could meditate until you're blue in the face, but it won't work. If, when it comes down to it, you'd rather masturbate, read the newspaper or watch TV than cut through your addictions, discipline your daily life and give your gift from your deepest, most blissful source. The quality of your intent and the consistency and depth of your application determine the results of your direction and gifting, as well as your capacity to guide your woman's life into greater happiness and boldly surrender into love. And that's on page 189. Again, I haven't, that's just something that I picked out and I did, um, I liked what he said there, but I haven't actually put any questions in regards to this chapter. Anything else anyone wanted to add? Yeah, just once again, just a point really that like, I think like he has been, well, I'll leave it for book review, but there's been certain points where he's he's uplifted. He's almost saying what he is, the message he's given to to men essentially is, yo, uplift your woman. Like it's for your benefit. Um, It's for you, it's for your your relationship benefit. It's for your health benefit. It's for your purpose benefit. It's part part of you being a superior man is actually, uplifting your woman to be the best she can be as well because it will actually serve you better in the long run. But I don't think, do you know what? It's funny you should say that. And um, I don't know if it's a coincidence on the things that have been popping up on my feed, but a lot of things have been popping up on my feed in regards to masculinity. So I'm sure you're both aware of a gentleman called Kevin Samuels who who does. Yeah. He's been speaking a lot about... um, men, women, relationships and things of that nature and why he's become so, I guess, known at the moment is because of, one, the way he speaks on the subject matter and the things that he's actually saying aren't necessarily sitting well with, I guess, this PC world, so to speak. But um, what was I going to say? In addition to what you were just saying there, Mace, um, I was listening to another, yeah, I was listening to a piece of content today. I think it was by, uh, I, I don't know if you've heard the comedian called Patrice O'Neill. He's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. American guy. Yeah, yeah, he's passed away now. Yeah, old school, old school, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but he's a legend, like legend. And I didn't realise, I've only been picking up on it recently, but he used to be on a radio station and basically 
a lot of his shtick or a lot of what he had to say was based around relationships. And then today, I've watched another a new content creator went back on some of Patrice's O'Neill. Patrice O'Neill, some of his content, what he was saying in regards to um, relationship between men and women. And in regards to how things are positioned in... Okay, let's just take it back to how it was before we are this society that we have now. So going back to like kings and queens. Mm-hmm. So what he was essentially saying is like, okay, men, men will look at a woman and be like, right, doesn't matter what position she's in, I'm gonna elevate her so she's worthy to be next to me. So if she if you're a king and you're walking on the street and you see this woman and she's a tramp, but you see that there's something about her, she's beautiful, there's something beneath under what you underneath the the rags and the like mm. a what's it Cinderella or one of them kind of yeah yeah yeah, yeah so he gives her he gives her the glass the glass slipper now she's been elevated to queen status now she's up whereas the woman if she's a queen she's not gonna essentially theoretically this is what the point is making that they're not gonna look to build a man up so that they're above them. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like they're not going to make him a king. They'll make him the queen's wife or the queen's husband, shall I say, but they're not going to... Um, I've kind of lost the train of thought I was going, but basically it, it was a case of the roles that we both play. So men play a certain role, women play a certain role. I totally understand. I know what you're talking about. In regards about. to helping each other up. So if you're a woman in power, rather than you're going to want, you're not going to be able to accept a man that's in a lesser position than you, so to speak, or or take it from a, a man that's not dominant, that's not a very masculine man. If, if you're always commanding your environment, do you know what I mean? So for you to... I'm kind of messing it up still. I am. Well, you know, I, I understand what you're saying. You, you, I mean, you just, I mean, yeah, I understand what you're saying. You're saying from the Cinderella, it's not a parable, but I mean, from the Cinderella yeah. story, a prince has taken someone from essentially from rags, I don't want to say rags to riches, but for the lack yeah. of a, a better yeah. phrase, yeah. Um, I think we understand what I'm talking about, from rags to riches. But mm. the roles were reversed. Um, is not something that is, and I don't, and I don't, again, I don't, want to say, I don't want to come off offensive, but it's mm. not something we hear of much if that, if that comes across. Essentially. Yeah, essentially, essentially. It's I'll, funny you say. I probably butchered it a bit, but yeah, that's that was the premise. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. It's funny because there's one or two bits and pieces going around on social media, and I think I even said something maybe about a week ago as to um, broke guys don't deserve no no kitty, if that makes any sense. And <laughs> that speaks to, in part, what mm. you're talking about. If that makes again, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, yeah, um, no, it is good. No, definitely okay. It certainly lends itself to it. Um, but as to that phrase, and I don't want to go too much into it, I think that's a new kind of phenomenon where I think people are beginning to value money over substance um, and personality and some of the things that we've been discussing um, in this book. Um, I don't think all women obviously think like that, um, but yeah, it's something that's beginning to creep into our society, unfortunately. Cool. So 50, restore your purpose in solitude with and with other men. A man rediscovers and fine-tunes in his fine-tunes his purpose in solitude. 
in challenging situations and in the company of other men who won't settle for his bullshit. That's on page 190. Do you give yourself challenges and what are some? I'm sorry, challenges in... Sorry, I mean, the way I kind of like... To challenges, give me personal challenges. You challenge yourself, so whatever it may be. For example, this month, my challenge is no sugar. I'm having no sugar from the start, from the top of this month to the end of this month. I may carry it on to the next month, but that's one of my challenges. Another challenge that I do every month is um, I fast. I, fast. I, fast. I do a 24-hour fast um, that includes no music, no um, technology, nothing. That's just purely just me, myself and I, essentially. So this is, I challenge myself every month um, with something. And this month I'm doing a no sugar challenge. But yeah, me personally, I'm always changing myself, like small challenges, like crazy. For another instance, having my cold showers, like cold shower every day. That's a challenge that I, I go into and I push through every day. That's what I consider like daily challenges of that instance. So in reference to the question, do you give yourself challenges and what are some? Um, in short, no, I don't really challenge myself um, in that in that instance as to what you're talking about in terms of cold showers. Uh, maybe it doesn't no have to be that. Those are just some of the things I do. But I'm saying, do, do, is there anything that you put your detest you yourself in any capacity, whether it's daily, weekly, monthly, so ever? I, I don't think so. I guess like if I if I was to replace the word, I might have aims and objectives which I think I I plow through, um, mm. because I'm very good or I like to believe I'm very good at writing things down so I can visually see them and then actually go towards them. But challenges in the nature of what you're talking about, I don't, I don't think so. And maybe I just don't find them interesting enough. Um, yeah, maybe I don't find them interesting enough. I'm not, yeah, yeah, I'm going to use the word interesting. I'm not interested in, in those type of challenges. What about you, Pete? I mean, Mace? Yes. Um, I, was, I was thinking about this. I, like... <clears throat> Early the year, obviously, I'd set myself right um, a couple of challenges. Actually, one of them you know about, which I don't want to say public. It's not a big thing, but no, well, it's, it's a big thing, but it's not something I want to make public. But set myself one challenge, but I don't. It, and it was weird because it wasn't reading this book. Obviously, it was just like it was almost start to give me a bit more of a purpose. That makes mm -hmm. sense. So like, and to like, can I can I really do this? Um, but day to day, I'm trying. To, do I like? I don't think I do. And if I do, it's not purposeful. If that makes sense, it's not on purpose. One of the things I liked actually in here is the fact that there's a consequence. So obviously you can always set challenge, but if there's no real consequence, you'll be like, oh, nothing's gonna happen. Do you think you've got something about like monetary consequences, whether you say to someone, I'm gonna do this, you've said it to two or three people, and actually there's a monetary consequence for you not doing that. That will soon, you know what I mean? Yeah. Soon, um, what do you call it? liven you up to have to do do your things mm -hmm. just like if, if if you take a loan from a bank and you know you miss a payment you're gonna you're gonna have to pay interest i'm sure you'll find a way to get that money or you're gonna make sure you pay that money on time do you get what i'm saying yeah i mean like like just adding to obviously some of the things that i said i guess my challenges are a little bit different to maybe some of the ch other challenges that other people have and obviously again obviously that's natural so i know obviously we're in lockdown a number of people have had challenges such as a hundred k challenge, obviously within the month. Yeah, yeah. I'm not inspired. I'll be honest. I'm not motivated to complete those challenges. I'll get to, I don't know, 10k and say that's enough of that for that, that nonsense, and then and move on because it, 
although I know there's a fitness element to it as to you getting fitter, you might lose weight, et cetera, et cetera. I can find ways around not doing that. I can make an excuse for not doing that. I don't feel there's no consequences in not completing that. Truth be told, I don't think there are any consequences. Um, I can find another way of getting fit. I can do burpees. I can do um, other... Anyway, I can do other things. But the, but the things I do challenge myself in as to um, replacing the word with aims and objectives, I feel if I don't get some things done, the consequences are you're going to be stagnant. You know, or those things, those things are going to be waiting for you tomorrow. Those things are going to be waiting for you next week. So those things are the essentially what my consequences are. Or ultimately, in speaking to my purpose, you just delay, um, delay not the inevitable, but you 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 delay your your um, I don't want to say your moment of glory or your day in the sunshine by one by one more day, one more month, one more week, or one more year. So I try to ensure I get things done. Yeah, yeah. So those those would be my challenges, which is why I'm a stickler for time. Well, it goes on. It goes on to say there's two ways to bring your right, bring you right to your edge, or bring. There are two ways to bring your right to your masculine edge of power, and they are austerity and challenge. And under austerity, he says no TV, sweets, sex, cuddling, newspapers, or magazines. And the challenges can resolve around sports, climbing, physical challenge, public speaking, write a book, which you you're doing or you've done. Yeah. So yeah, that depends how you want to view a challenge. Again, writing a book is I didn't even think of that, but that's definitely a challenge. Uh, we're we're all we're all in, endeavouring or endeavoured in. Um, he goes on to speak of including your friend on challenges to keep you accountable. So what you were saying a second ago, Mace, in regards to if you say we're going to set a challenge and if you don't do it, then you've got to put £100 in the kitty for, for whatever reason and end of three months. If you still ain't done it, then whatever. That I mean, fill in the blank. Um, or go to the middle of the woods and camp out and, and things of that nature, which I'm never going to do. But um, each to their own. But as I was reading this, I just thought it was very stoic because these are things I find myself doing anyway before reading this book. I was very much into challenging myself, whether it is no TV, sweets, uh, yeah, and the rest. I've, I've tried, I've done them. Do you know what I mean? But um, it's a very stoic way of looking at things. And it's funny how different philosophies blend into different philosophies because he's kind of from a I guess a as I said um not quite, well, what's the uh, from a tantric world he's coming kind of <laughs> from the tantric side but that's another philosophy to stoicism but yet they still have similarities in some aspects do you know what I mean so I just think that's um yeah it's cool and going on before we finish, he mentions at least one week, get together with your men friends to serve one another, cut through the BS and talk with other, talk with each other straight. If you feel your friend is wasting his life, tell him so because you love him. Welcome, su welcome such criticism from your friends. Suggest challenges for each other to take up on in order to bring each other through affairs which limit your surrender in gifting. And that's on page 194. Um, everyone down to apply this? 
Um, I think we do that anyway. No, so no, no, I was joking. Like, we do this anyway. We do. We, we literally we catch up each week, and we've been doing this for a while. But um, for listeners, if if you don't if you don't do it, maybe it's something that you may want to consider with your circle of friends and see, see what comes of it. The last part: practice dissolving. I didn't write any questions or any notes on it. So if you want to add anything, by all means, take the floor. Um, yeah, so I mean, I wrote just, I think, maybe a few things. So it was a very small chapter, probably like half a page. So I wrote, yeah. also, I think this is a line in the, anyway, this is a line. Um, like dissolving in the intensity of an orgasm, a man's greatest desire is to be utterly released. Um, so like, I understood that and I liked, I liked that line, if I'm honest. Um, and then another line was, moment by moment, practice loving through your woman and the world. Um, and again, yeah, that was another interesting line. It's quite frustrating when you write something down, you have a thought as to why you wrote it, and sometimes you can forget. Um, but again, obviously, I thought that was a really good line. And I think I wrote this, these were notes on my own, but I wrote, I'm unsure what you meant by dissolving, um, but I'm going to assume it's love. And I agree. In all your thoughts, spo um, spoken words and actions, I believe it's important to display love to become a better person and embrace life. I mean, one, um, well, I think you mentioned it moments ago as to maybe um, getting together obviously with your, your group of friends. It doesn't necessarily have to be men. And obviously go back and forth, exchange ideas as to what you want to do and uplift each other. And to an extent, I don't want to say express how you feel. What, what, the fact that I'm struggling for words now, it's really uncommon for men to say, I love you or blah, 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 you know what I mean? All that type of stuff. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of losing myself now. But yeah, just express um, gratitude and appreciation. Cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, anything else you want to add, Mace? No, not for myself. I, I, I did think he... Um... Some of the last chapters, he, he, he brought it back. He, he, didn't, he didn't leave a sour taste in my mouth. Pause. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, in fact, just in addition, actually, you see the moment by moment practice loving through your woman and the world. Now, like this is just a, this is like just drawing contrast as to those in the states and let's say those in the UK because we're we're different people. So I know we speak the same language. Would you say they're more? They express themselves more in regards to how they feel about another person in relation to love than us here in the UK. So, for example. Definitely. They say like I love you, mum. Every every single time they speak to them, etc., etc., etc. That's what I think I was trying to get across in the last part, but I was just struggling to communicate it. Yeah, we're reserved. We're we're very reserved over here. So, like England, UK, whatever. That old saying of stiff upper lip. So, even if you are feeling emotional, like we're taught to not show it. So. Of course, like our, our whole approach is going to be totally different. That's why, again, reading these kind of books, there is some unlearning to do because we can see it is beneficial to to express how you feel a bit more and 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 say to whether it's um, another another brother of yours, like a fellow man, like bro, I love you, like I, I know that I love you, and it's it's. It's okay to cry if you want to cry, or it's okay to express yourself. It doesn't make you any less masculine. It doesn't make you um, any kind of doesn't make you soft for you to to feel some kind of way. Like to to show feeling doesn't make you soft, bro. And where obviously over here, especially 
I can only speak as a black man, but especially in our community, like that's that's prevalent. It's like, all right, cool. Like you're meant to be hard as nails. 24 7 365 and not express any emotion and that's how we've been been raised and i think just in men in general black or white that's been the rhetoric so um especially over in the uk so yeah no i definitely think there's a difference yeah i just found it interesting because again obviously i'm assuming the word dissolving the word dissolving sorry means always referencing love and it's just interesting to find out like how many people do practice dissolving or, or live life by dissolving as to, you know, expressing how they feel. And mm. because you say, I love you, mum, or when you're talking to your with your parents over the phone or your mum over the phone before you put the phone down, um, obviously I know you mean it, but I mean, there's a part of it that doesn't, that's not actually literal. Anyway, I think you understand what I'm talking about. Mm. Well, I hope you do anyway. Do you feel, do you think that sometimes it gets oversaid? Um, yeah, I think it does get oversaid, but at the same time, um, you know, in, in this period of time of, of the pandemic, um, obviously we've kind of learned to maybe appreciate things and people a lot more, but I wouldn't say this is something that I've practiced during this pandemic. If anything, I've, I've yeah, if anything has been, I don't want to say the opposite, but I mean... You've gone the other way, Pete. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean it's just been testing times. Not to say that it's um, um, not to say or not to condone. I haven't done any bad behavior, but not to condone my behavior or my actions in any way, shape, or form. But I'm essentially just—I don't know. I'm just—I'm babbling now. But I'm just open and trying to communicate like our differences between here and the states. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a whole another. We can do a whole other season on the difference between us and them to an extent, but when it's all said and done, we're all human and we work the same nature, so it's all good. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Let's wrap up the season, man. Then you got you just got to do the book review. Then, then that will be season twelve done. The way of the superior man. Feel free tell all your people then to tell your people then to subscribe to like to comment to share all that good stuff listen on all the platforms whether it's apple spotify acast and the rest of them that we're at you're shaking your head go on you was going down the wrong road <laughs> uh, say no more you know what do your thing innit? i tried to take over mace's thing no 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 i love my lessons but i tried listing them all out and i got tucked <laughs> off of Nah, you don't, you're doing it good still. At full underscore, e underscore booked is the one to hit us up on Instagram, of course, as you already know. We've got the um, link tree in there that'll take you through to all our social platforms and profiles. But yeah, SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify, the three main ones that you can check us out on. Mm-hmm.